right, all right. We are in the part five of Chemistry Slash Tenet Mysteries, Ancient Egypt. It is your main man, J-Rated R. And yes, y'all, we are finally in the last five part of this series. Real quick, I do want to say um, we are not going to make this five part, or this part five, shall I say, uh, a very, very long session. Only because I don't want to make a mistake and actually um, filtering you guys with too much information. But I definitely want to give you enough to look into it for yourself. Now, I will end up doing a little bit more. I will end up doing more discussions on the things that we talked about in this five-part series on a whole entirely different topic. Um, I just wanted to basically give you guys a... I would define as a short synopsis on what chemistry is, how it ties into chemist, chemist mystery, excuse me, and just to give you an idea that everything is a lot more than what you thought, or if you even put any thought into it at all. Um, and we can talk about so many different things that tie into everything I'm telling you. It's ridiculous. This information is non-stop. So want to give a shout out to uh, a few people. Uh, I want to do that now before we get started. All because I did promise that I would give shout outs in the last, uh, the fifth part of this series. We are now in that fifth part of the series. Um, and I want to give a shout out to those of you who uh, are uh, listening and those of you who may be interested in other avenues to check out for yourself. I have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Caroline. Uh, and she has been an awesome friend for many years. Uh, she's a, uh, her faith in, in, in God is strong. Uh, she is a mother of wonderful children who are all now grown pretty much. And she doesn't look a day over 30 herself. And I'm not going to reveal nobody's age because we don't do that on this show. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I did recently talk to her. I wanted to put her on, give her um, definitely a place and a shout out. Uh, For guys uh, and ladies out there that are interested in getting the word, you can check out uh, Miss Caroline. She goes by the name Rock Cut Ministry. Uh, And you definitely can go to, uh, you know, speaker.com check her out uh she has been doing this now for quite a few years she's also got an up-and-coming book that she's had uh she's she's written uh she's got a hard copy of the book printed and more information on that uh what her book is going to be entailed and what's what's entitled and all of that uh you can reach her though on www.facebook.com slash group slash number 415-97-5588-583-353 slash question mark the word ref which is R-E-F as Frank the equal sign and the word share S-H-A-R-E that is the link I'm giving it to you guys like that since we are actually all uh, listening to me um, audibly. 
uh, hearing me speak verbally, I wanted you all to check it out. Now, this is one of her websites where it's called Take It Back and Arise. Uh, you can check that out. And it's some really awesome information. I also want to give Fidel Cashflow VA shout out. Uh, that's my cousin. And again, you can check out his podcast at Fidel Cashflow VA. You can also check him out at www.fidelcashflowva.com. Uh, he's got a lot of great things in store for you guys. Information, he keeps up with the day to day, what's going on in our daily society. He's uh, also. Uh, the brother is just doing many different things. He's got his hands and everything. You're looking to order some jewelry. I'm not talking about that cheap shit that your uncle be having. You know, y'all be at the party and he, you know, he's like, yeah, you, know, you want a chain or some shit? I'm not talking about that. We're talking like uh, top of the line stuff. He's got his own jewelry company. And uh, that information can be on his website. I will get back to you all with more information on where you can actually go directly if you're looking into that. But for the information and as far as everything else, definitely check them out, FidelCashflowVA.com. Uh, and that's also on Facebook. Um, so anyway, um, you know, let's jump right into it, shall we? Big shout out to Nicole Holloway. Big shout out to Stephanie Holloway. Also want to give a shout out to uh, uh, many others, Rich Styles Collection and, and, and many more. So where we left off, gang, is that we were talking about the elixir of life, which is the liquid gold. Now this gold, fam, by the way, is not like the gold we were just talking about. No, 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 no. This is a much more superconductive gold. And when I say superconductive, I mean this is more so along the lines of gold that is responsible for spiritual awakening. Now, some people say, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, of course you have. Because, you know, you have to be taught these type of things to hear about them in an open. Uh, and a lot of us have been sleeping. A lot of us don't have exposure to such information. And that's why I'm exposing it. That's why I'm telling you to look into it. Uh, don't just believe anything, though, because it sounds good. Always test everything you hear. Test the spirits, test the wordplay, test the facts, you know, because for all you know, somebody can just be telling you anything just because it sounds good. And if you're quick to believe everything you hear, then you'll never be able to um, withstand anything else. You need to be able to stand strong. So we're talking about chemistry. This is part five. Real quick, before we get into it, I would like to go ahead and let our sponsors get a say real quick. It's your boy, J-Rated R. We will continue this session of chemistry slash timid mysteries, ancient Egypt, after these messages. Ain't tight, fam. Right, we are back. It is July 24th, 2019. This is Wednesday. We are in our part five, finally, people of chemistry slash timid mystery, ancient Egypt. And we will give more shout outs at the end of this uh, session, but for right now, let's get straight to the information. So, 
we were talking about the liquid elixir. We were talking about how all of this ties into chemistry. I'm not going to go too much more into the liquid uh, gold because that's a subject all in itself. So let's start talking about the periodic table, shall we? That's pretty much what the, uh, the brink of this whole part of chemistry is. A part of it. There's so much more people that I do want to tell you. The mystery school system at Lincoln is always about school of thought. They had the best professors, the teachers, as you may call them. They had the best of everything. So I don't want anyone here to get this notion or to make the mistake that this is only what chemic mystery is. This is a big part of chemistry. And we have to also realize the more conscious we become, we have to use a play on words. Because believe it or not, those are one of the truths hidden in plain sight. It's a play on words. If you have a play on words, then what you'll find out is that a lot of the things you may be hearing in a word may actually be true. For instance, chemistry. mystery. Right? Or uh, there's many other ways you can play on words. You see what I'm saying? But I'm not going to go there right now. But there's so many different ways to play on words. And we'll talk about this much more as we go on. Another thing that I feel is very important to note uh, in this information is the basic understanding of how to read the periodic table of elements that's used in the day and time. And some people say, well, you know, how do you read a periodic table? I mean, you simply just look at the damn chart and start calling out names, right? No. There's a lot more to it, but yeah. Something similar to that, but not just that alone. Uh, <laughs> whoever would say something like that is being a funny person. But um, there is, in fact, a pattern that has been established on the periodic table of elements, people, to better enable one to classify the elements based on their emotional resonance, how they play a part. Each element on the table as an element within the human body. 99 known and even unknown elements. Okay, I'll say that again. Each element on the chart is in the human body. Some known and others are unknown. Known on the chart, but unknown as far as within the body. So the pattern is based on electron balance. And this is distinguished by groups and periods on the periodic tables of elements. Basically, these groups are based on, uh, you know, more like vertical columns with the same electron balance, while the periods are based on horizontal rows. So you have one going down, and then you're going across. Okay, that's basically what I'm saying. But each one of those has an electron value to it. So, you know, it's, it's very simple. If you know what you're talking about, if you know what to look for at first, if you don't, then it's not so simple. Uh, now, what you need to know is that the elements on the periodic table can be used to invoke the etheric force of your ancestors. I'm not talking about demons. I'm not talking about dark entities. I'm not trying to get somebody involved in the occult, which we went through what that word really means, hidden culture. Okay? Fear plays a part in the religious aspects on this show 
happy in religion. And that's not to be funny with anybody because this show is open to all forms of people. So when we speak on such things in the spiritual realm or anything that's relating to scientific evidence or chemistry or anything like that, we're going to bring facts with it. And there's, room for, there's plenty of room for opinion. So you all are welcome to do that. But here, I'm only simply trying to bring you something that you may not have heard or it's something you may not have looked into before. So once again, yes, you heard me right. When you know what you need to know is that the elements on your periodic table can be used to invoke the spirit force of your ancestors. Now let me explain that. There's a such thing as people who colonized this planet at one point in time. Of different races. We call them oppressors. And your oppressor knows this. And this is why he and or she makes a concerted effort to see to it that you stay disconnected from the supreme species that was responsible for your inception and conception. Elements activate your reception. Okay? You're like a cell phone because you have a cell. Your cellular in your body. Cells. And certain cells with alkalinity involved, they become active. Those lying dormant Junk DNA that's been heard and talked about so much becomes active. The receptors waiting for a transmitter or a broadcast or a signal, just the right signal or frequency to interact with them in order to turn them on. Excuse me. We'll get a little dry talking all this about it. <laughs> but yeah, so. You are literally, your DNA is an antenna, an amplifier. It receives signals and it sends out signals. So don't be surprised by this information. We're talking about frequency modulation, which is another word for chemistry. Now, I can get into the goods, the evils, the agendas. I don't want to touch too much on that because it's going to take your knowledge away from but we're going to talk like this on many of my podcasts, so please do. Um, the moment you become aware of your deity present in you, in you, that means your ancestors in you, your DNA is a communicator. It's a trans communicator. Communicates. There is no time and space or any relevance to it. When it comes to DNA, because DNA is a recording of the past, past, present, and possible future. It works just like telepathy. So, meaning it can traverse distances at the speed of light or beyond the speed of light. Because telepathy is based on the speed of thought. And thought travels faster than light, and light travels faster than sound. So, you know that thought travels faster than light. Because out of the darkness comes the light. And a thought has yet to be developed when it is being measured by energy. In other words, a black hole can be equated to a thought. Now you know at the velocity and the the volume and, and everything that a black hole presents. A singularity, if you will. And an event horizon, for instance. When a black hole emerges at that singularity point, light will enter it 
because the vacuum is so strong it pulls it in and even light cannot escape it so light is not the fastest there is and you know light travels faster than sound and I can give you the measure, the calculations and all that out how fast light travels and how fast speed travels but we're not getting into that because we're getting away from but the basic point of what I'm saying is your periodic chart used to have in the ancient comedic teaching, not in this English form, in the, used to, in, the, in the ancient English translations, the periodic table used to be deity. And this is how smart the ancient comedic teaching uh, or ancient Kemet was, ancient Egypt. That's how smart they were. They knew all of what we're talking about right now. All of what your modern day scientists, all these new fancy words, and all of this science that they've proven, this came from them. So you have to understand what we're talking about. A lot of people tried to control the elements, and this was their first folly, so the reality is you are the elements. Those deities we're talking about, those gods, they exist within you in the form of the element. You can ask the rain for a pardon and for the floods to subside because it is your divine right. You are indigenous to the earth and have sovereignty over the skies because you are a part of that which makes nature felt. You guys know this. You feel it. I know the women do because they're in tune with those who are open to it. And it's meant much more. Now let's start talking about the periodic table. Let's start talking about these deities. You can hear me say for all the past four series we've been talking. Let's talk about it, shall we? Because we can go on and on and on and on and on about what I'm talking about. So I'm going to do that for you, fam. And I hope you all sit back or somewhere quiet. So you're not being distracted or disturbed by phone rings or people or noise or anything like that. There is 99 deities that I wanted to talk to you about, but I'm not going to talk to you about all 99. We just don't have time for that on this particular podcast. So we can make time on any other show. I don't want to bore you guys by dragging this out. So, firstly, I would like to, you know, expose you to one of the earlier periodic tables of the deities or the elements within you and teach this to your children because you got to make learning experience come to life by teaching it. Number one, you know on the number one chart of your periodic chart, y'all know what number one is. And for those of you that don't, it's hydrogen. So if we're going to be talking about hydrogen, you know the next one next to hydrogen is helium. We can't talk about that without, you know, knowing what that is. But what is a hydrogen atom? Well, there is a deity in ancient Kemet by the name of Atum, or Atum Re, which refers to the sun. Atum Re is the god, and he's the godhead over the hydrogen atom. He's the first element, y'all, of the periodic table of elements, which is hydrogen. Now, to tell you the truth, the hydrogen atom is not really an element. I'll be honest with you. The hydrogen atom is a medium between the, uh, it's a medium between, and it's between and amongst both realms, being the subatomic realm and the atomic realm. 
And I'll go into what that means. Atum Re is the god of the hydrogen atom, right? Otherwise known as the hydrogen atom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has one foot in both worlds, in other words. It's like a shaman. But he's not a shaman. So you not get that twisted. Shamans are mediums or spirituals, spiritualists who actually have communication between our world and the world and the spirit plane. This, however, we're talking about deities. We're talking about elements. Now, you've heard of elementals. Some of you have said elementals are a god or god. Now, first of all, before I start explaining chemistry here, let me break down a few things. The word god, I already talked to you about. And if you go back through my first one and two parts of this uh, series, I go into explaining what the whole god and and God and the creator means because I knew that when I'm explaining chemistry I knew the further we went into this session when I start pulling out terms terminology some of you all would revert back to what triggers you based on what your teachings or upbringing has been and what you've heard do not confuse that with what we're doing here because I try to make it very clear that there is a lot of terminology being mis used inappropriately or misappropriately used uh, to throw you off. So when we're talking about Akin Ray, we'll get more into what that means. But before we go any further, fam, we're going to let our sponsors come on back in and uh, we're going to take a quick break. Please ponder on the things that you've been listening to. Let that sink in. It's your boy J Ray all. This is part five of Chemistry slash Timid Mystery, Ancient Egypt. Be right back after these messages, man. All right, fam, we are back. It's your boy J Rated R in the house. We are doing Kemet, uh, excuse me, chemistry slash Kemet mystery, ancient Egypt. This is part five of our five part series. We are into the juicy parts of what chemistry is, how it relates to the ancient civilization, and why we use the ancient mystery school systems called Kemet Mystery. Uh, remember, chemistry is the study of blackness. It is that which relates to all things bonding, all things known and unknown, universal-wide, worldwide, relationships, all forms of bonding, and our um, animal, plant kingdom, and so forth, and much, much more. Right now, we're breaking down what this is, how it ties into the deities of ancient Kemet. You're going to respect, perhaps, or even have a little bit more enlightened way of looking at the ancient Egyptians, the pre-dynastic era, the ones who didn't sun worship, but sun acknowledged. The ones that you don't really uh, hear much about or taught about. And what they knew was just so beyond even where we are in our today of modern technology and science. It's just mind-boggling and it baffles me to no end just how ignorant we really are in comparison to these ancient civilizations of old. Um, but this knowledge has been passed down to many different people uh, and, and it's not inaccessible. Anybody who really wants to learn can. Uh, and again, we're just going to go into briefly describing just a few of the periodic elements uh, slash deities not going to go through all 99 hell we might not even get to 20 or 30 <laughs> because like i said it's a lot to expound on and i don't want to like over uh do it 
I don't want to overstimulate you guys in any way. I want you to be able to take a look into this information uh, for what it's worth, its, it's, its value. And then if you really want me to continue down this path on this subject, please drop me an email at jratedr at gmail.com and you know we'll go from there. So let's get, let's get this thing going, shall we? Let's get back to where we were. So we were talking about hydrogen, also known as hydrogen atom. The God that's associated with that is also called Atum Re of ancient Egypt, who is the sun. And if you know anything about the sun, the sun is self-sustaining, meaning it produces hydrogen, hydrogen. And in terms, it produces helium, which produces hydrogen. So it actually produces itself to keep itself going until it can't produce anymore. Um, and Atom Ray is the sun. Now you're starting to see where I'm coming from when I say how smart pre-dynastic era was in Africa when it comes to ancient Kemet. So, <clears throat> excuse me, fam. We talked about a small part of what atoms are, protons, electrons, neutrons. We talked about a hydrogen atom and how it has a foot in both worlds, in both physical and that which is etheric, the world or the plane you can't see, also known as the spiritual world. We talked about the densities, how in both worlds, one is the subatomic world, the other one is just the atomic world. So let's expand our knowledge, shall we, as we move forward. The hydrogen atom has one electron, and this would mean that the addition of one more electron would officially introduce this element to the real world the physical plane. On the other hand, if we were to subtract one of those electrons from the hydrogen atom or the hydrogen atom, you see the word atom, A-T-U-M, atom ray, the God? This is where you get the word atom, A-T-O-M from. Atom, atom. See the, the, you see the similarities? So uh, the hydrogen atom or atom, this would take the atom or atom or atom in your Bible into the ethers or the spirit realm. Therefore, people, hydrogen is the very center of our existence. I hope you're still walking with me because I'm about to show you something. I have so much to share with y'all. It ain't even funny. It ain't even funny. Let's talk about something simple for a minute. Let's talk about God. Now, since God, or as we know, God created the universe and all there is and, and all there lies in it, right? So God is the respect to our understanding of atoms being in the position, which is the center of all things. I hope you're still walking with me because this is some basic things you need to look at. You must remember or realize that God would be in the center of all things. So therefore, wouldn't it be more common sense and logical to say God would be in the beginning and not at the beginning again wouldn't it make sense to say that God is in the beginning not at the beginning because this would suggest to us that from God's existence would expand from the access of divinity as we know it as we know him as the creator God logically must be the center of existence so when you compare God to the sun, the sun is in the middle 
of existence because that's where all forms of life coexist or orbit around. The sun is in the middle of all of this, right? The sun is your nucleus, people. It's a microcosm of a macrocosm. There's the chemistry. How are these the same? Well, if you look at an atom, you have an electron. It orbits around on the outer part, right, of that atom. In the middle, dead in the middle, is the neutron. But outside of the neutron that orbits around it a little bit closer is the proton. Protons are positive charges. Electrons are negative charges. So if things evolve around the sun, then these planets are protons and electrons. Some carry more of a negative charge than others. Some carry a positive charge. We're not going to get into that, but I'm trying to show you the chemistry. Your cells in your body, same thing. So as it is above, so it is below. You've heard that before. That's very true because you are the microcosm of the of the of the macrocosm. You are the smaller rendition or the version of the greater. So there really truly isn't anything outside of itself. Everything is the same. It's just that the illusion gives you the appearance or the perception of things being different. This is chemistry, folks. So when we get to the atom or we get to the atom, atom ray, ray is the ancient word for sun in ancient Egypt. And we call it atom ray. This is your hydrogen on your first periodic chart. Number one, the atomic number is one for hydrogen. That's atom ray. Number two, we're going into helium. And we know that helium plays an intricate part. And this as well. Now, I want to tell you guys something because I don't think a lot of you understand certain things. But some of you do. Some of us don't. There's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I don't understand. But I will say this. As quiet as kept, we have all learned about how important water is to the body, right? And significantly, the role of oxygen. But yet... Did you guys know that oxygen is the silent killer? Did you know, in fact, that oxygen causes us to age? Yeah, some of you know that, of course. To some of you, this is basic science. To some of you who didn't know this, you how? How is that possible? Well, water is a great source of the atom or the atom, right? However, the water that will transform you into an atom or enable the atom to live through you. When I say atom, we're talking of the deity or the atom. To live through you is cellular water. Now, what is cellular water? This is what makes the atom undifferentiated and complete. This is what makes your godship or that inner you blossom. This is what gives you that potential we were talking about in that junk DNA being activated. Yes, we did talk about in chemistry earlier that your DNA is activated through liquid gold, right? But we didn't really get into what the liquid gold was. You heard me say it was the elixir of life, and it is. It had a lot to do with the melanin being activated, and it does. 
has a lot with the, to do with the chromosomes, which is responsible for magnetism and your emotions, which is also uh, respect uh, um, has a lot to do with electricity, energy and motion. We talked about that. So what are we talking about when we say cellular water? Well, we're talking about water on a cellular level. We're talking about alkaline water, not acidic water. A lot of the water we drink, fam, is acidic. And it's not healthy to drink it in these toxic plastic bottles because even though we're drinking water and we're trying to be healthy, we're still poisoning ourselves because we're drinking water out of a toxic plastic bottle. Do you know plastic produces toxins? So it's not good when you're drinking water from a plastic bottle. It's unhealthy. It contradicts what alkalinity is. And a lot of these waters will say alkaline, but it really isn't. Do you think that the government is going to allow you to drink alkaline cellular water that can wake you up and make you conscious and have you doing things that are almost damn near called supernatural abilities? And, you're, and oh, come on. Wake up. Don't believe the hype. You're supposed to drink water out of a glass, maybe like a mason jar. Did you know if you set water in front of the sun and let it charge or let's let it sit there for eight minutes? I don't care if it's hot or cold. Let it sit there for eight minutes in the sun. Let the rays of the sun get here because it takes almost eight minutes for the sun's rays to reach the earth. You didn't know that? Look it up. But let it sit in the sun for at least 15, 30 minutes. Let it charge that water. That water will become alkaline. And if you drink that type of water for six months to a year straight, you might see some changes. Now, the biggest question that I'm being asked probably right now is, have you done it? What have you done? You're telling us, are you living this? Are you doing it? <laughs> Fam, I've done it, but I didn't stick with it. And I'm telling you, we I need to do it. Because I will tell you this, I did experience, whether you take this to believe it or not, I did experience supernatural activity when I used to drink cellular water. Now, why would I stop? Why would somebody stop just seeing these things for themselves? You, you know, people think, well, you're conscious, right? If you're telling us to do it and you've done it, why haven't you done it? I pulled back, fam. I pulled back. I wasn't ready for what I was being shown. Now, there's nothing scary about it, family, unless you just don't want to know what's behind the curtain. And sometimes some of us ain't ready for that. I had a lot going on in my life at the time, as we always do. And it was so many things happening, even beyond my understanding, overstanding, understanding, and withstanding, that I just pull it back a little bit and there's nothing wrong with pulling back but when you go forward into something like this it's to better you it's to invest in a more greater you more potential your greatest potential you are bringing out the creator from within you your ancestors are within you your dna that's, that's turned off and deactivated and they call it junk that gets transformed and turned on. And sometimes when we get, and we know what we call that, fam, you know what we call DNA when it's activated? It's the same thing we say when we're talking about computers. We say, you're online. When you get turned online, you're online. And sometimes when you turn something on, it's hard to turn it off. 
So be careful about getting into Kundalini Reiki. Be careful in learning about how to open the first or the third eye. That stuff's not important right away. Disciplining yourself physically and mentally first on a basic level. That's how you get into spiritual dynamic structure later for advancement. In other words, start with the basics. Stop trying to open and force your third eye. And some of you who have done that are traumatized. You've seen demonic beings. You've, you, 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 you see things happen before they do. You've been awakened and just introduced to a small portion of the many infinite realities of the spirit plane that exist around us. So be careful. This is all chemistry. This is alchemy. You're changing the cellular structure on a microscopic level. This is why we're talking about this. Because these things are real. And you have to take precaution. You can't take everybody's word for it. You can't go trying to read this stuff in a book and try it on your own. You have to be disciplined. This is why you have spiritual doctrine or spiritual teachers like Yahshua HaMashiach or you know him as Jesus Christ to tell you, stay disciplined. Stay disciplined. Uh, stop being quick to do things like a baby. Your baby ain't gonna come out the womb ready to run. It's gotta develop muscle. It's got to be able to learn in due time. Everything has to start to crawl before it walks, walk before it runs, run before it jumps, and everything else. You gotta do the same thing when you're dealing with this information because this information will send a surge through you and it will drain you. So these practices are good to study. They're good to learn. They're good to know how to break down because it will change you on a mental, spiritual, and emotional level. Because one word, chemistry. The chemistry or the alchemical process in the body of the DNA changes. Therefore, you must change with it because it is you and you are it. And the I am who is in the book of Exodus is within you. In 1 John chapter 4, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, he breathed into man his spirit, and man became a living soul. Now, the, he, the Hebrew word for spirit is nepesh, and the word for soul is ruach, right? If you're speaking what the word of spirit is in Latin, it's spiritus, which means breath or air or life. This is where your prana or your chi energy comes from or your kundalini as the Sanskrit word talks about because kundalini is the fiery serpent that lies at the base of your spine. But y'all don't need to know all that right now. But what you do need to know in this alchemical process is that all of what I'm describing on this periodic chart through these deities, through this alchemical process in your DNA, it's all related to one word. And one word is that. And what is that? What are we talking about? Chemistry. These are the comedic mystery school teachings that I'm giving you right now. Y'all can't even buy this type of thing. Rich people would pay an arm and a leg for this type of information. Whereas a man like you and me or a woman like you has access to it for free. But we take advantage of it because it's free. And we don't sometimes realize when we have something that's so priceless, that's worth more than gold, more valuable than anything right in our face. We don't even realize it. And what we'll do is when somebody gives us something, we'll put it to the side or throw it in the trash or leave it down on the table. Somebody else will pick that damn book up 
and they'll become the next whatever that you're going to end up having to use their technology in the future. So think about that, people. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And I can't emphasize that or stress that enough. So let's get back to it, fam. So we talked about the periodic table. We talked about the first element on the periodic chart. We know it is to be hydrogen. Who's the God behind that? Ray. Atum Ray. Atum is where you get the English word atom from. And in the Bible, Adam. So you have Adam, A-D-A-M. You have the atom in your body, which is A-T-O-M. And then A-T-O-M, I meant. And then you have Atum, which is A-T-U-M, which is the originator of all those words I just told you. So please walk with me because we are going somewhere. <laughs> you feel me? So yes, when you drink water, once it's been alkaline, it becomes cellular water, not like your regular water, not your contaminated water, not your toxic water that you're drinking out of plastic bottles, not that type of water. We're talking about water on a level that if God would have put his finger in it and tell you to drink it, this type of water would change you. It would change your your whole biological system, your metabolical system. It would change you from a human being into a, a supernatural being. It would almost make you like Enoch. And we're not going to talk about that right now. You would literally change just like Jesus did on the hit on the on the hit on the mountain of transfiguration. Just like he did when he ascended from being crucified and came off the cross and was resurrected three days later. Now, I'm, you, you hear a lot of Jesus parables in these teachings, along with the ancient Egyptian. I won't go too much into the ancient Egyptian parables to some of you because you don't know anything about a lot of this. And I don't want to go too far off subject. But I will tell you, a lot of the parables you read about in the Bible actually started in ancient Egypt. Now, Egypt's in the Bible and a lot of Egypt is centered around the Bible. But when you read the Bible's version of Egypt, you see it as Pharaoh being hard headed. Egypt was the uh, enslavers or the colonizers to the Hebrews, Israelites. And this is where in the religious department, there's so much hatred and war with Hebrew Israelites versus Egyptian teachers and so forth. Guys, that's a front. OK, when we start talking more and more in the future, we're going to break down what ancient Kemet was, who was first, the knowledge, the documentations to prove it. And I say documentation. I'm not just saying read a paper and consider that the truth or read this and consider that the truth. You got to follow the clues. Everything leaves a pattern. And when you start seeing those dots connect, you have no choice but to see that there's truth to it. There's facts to it. So that's what I mean by doing research, doing yourself a favor and studying to find yourself approved. We all got to do it. Hard work is put into it. But if you do it right, then you can't you ain't got no right. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got no uh, other way but to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where we at. So when you drink cellular water. The term hydrogen completes water or the form of water, right? That means that you start to change on a cellular level. And hydrogen makes up about roughly 90% of our universe. Helium makes up about nine, maybe 9% 9 
And the rest of the elements fit into that 1%, guys. So that's categorically as a whole. But we're going to have to continue this real quick. We're going to let our sponsors get in. I want y'all to let that fester for a while. I want you to let that process while we're on our commercial break. It's your boy, J-Rated R. We are in part five of our series on chemistry slash Kemet mystery, ancient Egypt. And we will return, ladies and gentlemen, after these messages. Stay tuned. All right, fam, we are back. Thank you all once again. I want to thank our sponsors for uh, allowing us to make this all happen. Uh, also, we are in the part five of chemistry slash Kemet mystery, ancient Egypt. It's your boy, J-Rated All. And I'm really having a lot of fun with this, y'all. We got, we're going to only do about maybe five more elements on the chart, but we're going to get straight into it. So we were talking about water, how water can be different on a cellular level if alkaline, if charged, if we drank water on an alkaline level, because water, as we know it, is healthy for the body. But oxygen, which is a, a form of, of water, because water is H2O, and within the H2O is oxygen, which is O2, Oxygen is what causes you to age. Now that little gland called the pituitary gland, the hypothalamus gland, those things also play a part in your aging process. But if we're talking about water, we're talking about an element at this moment, water with just oxygen, oxygen in itself is what causes you to age. Because when you inhale, you're alive. When you exhale, you sort of die. You're living and dying in every moment. Breathing in oxygen, giving out carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide takes. Oxygen gives life. But we're not getting into that. This is all about chemistry. And all of that is chemistry. So we know that hydrogen again makes up 90% of our universe. Helium takes about 9% of that. The rest of the elements fit into the 1% category as a whole. Despite how abundant hydrogen is, many of us have little to no knowledge of the hydrogen atom. That's why I'm talking about it. Because the hydrogen or the atom or the hydrogen atom is atom ray, right? So if you wish to live a complete life cycle or, or, or you endeavor to complete the work that seems like a near impossible task, then I suggest that you take in cellular water. That I have done. And it works wonders, fam. Gives you incredible energy. Not talking about like creatine, coffee, caffeine. Those things become addictions. They have too much sugar in them. And this is what causes a whole lot of diseases that we don't need to go into right now. That's not the chemistry you want. But it does what it does. Especially if you're drinking that Red Bull, bull, bull that Red Bull shit. I call it Red Bull shit. Because if you're drinking Red Bull... It's bullshit. It's not healthy for you. But what is nowadays, considering what's going on with our foods and everything else, what is actually healthy? Well, we're going to have sessions on what health foods are. 
We're going to talk about the late, great Dr. Sebi and what he meant when he said electric foods and things of that nature. But we're not going to do that right now. We're going to stick to the topic, which is oxygen. I mean, not oxygen, which is the, the one thing that's been keeping all this together. Chemistry. We're going to get into the chemistry of this. So, but anyway, I'm going to um, get back to it. Sorry about all these interruptions. A lot of people are hitting me up on the uh, Facebook Messenger. That's good. Uh, people who've been listening to this podcast are giving me their feedback. I'm feeling really good. Thank you so much. I want to give a shout out to Tawana Canada, uh, to Nicole Holloway, uh, to uh, Astro Boo Baby, Tony Davis, uh, also known as my homeboy Extra. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the rest of you, too, who are, are listening to it and will get back to me. Uh, and I really appreciate this, y'all, because like I said, when we get this information out and everybody gets it, we all we all win. But anyway, we want to live a longer cycle. We want to do things. What makes oxygen what makes oxygen so significant when it comes to the body is the fact that oxygen, it burns hydrogen, right? To produce the energy that is used by the cells to function. I don't know if y'all realize that. And when I first studied that a few years back, it really just didn't hit me yet. I had to keep like looking at that shit, keep reading it, and then not just reading it, studying it, had to dissect it, had to see illustrations, had to get more information. So I'm going to say it again. Oxygen, when it's in the body, it burns hydrogen to produce energy that is used by cells to function. So yet, check this out, y'all. If I was to say, for instance, when you drink water, the water that you drink, it's got to be devoid of free radicals or proton influence water. Free radicals usually happens when there's an overabundance of electrons. Right? Your water must be negative hydrogen. And it must have a negative hydrogen ion. Now, you're like listening to all this and you're saying, what the hell is that? A negative hydrogen ion, it's got to be a negative charge. See, we've been told if something's positive for everything, then that must be right. Well, if you HIV positive, is that good? No. So therefore, everything that's being told you positive ain't right. When water is not cellular, then it just passes through your system, leaving your cells dehydrated. That's exactly why water has to be cellular. Which is why they always tell you to drink plenty of water because it keeps you from de dehydrating. But have you ever drunk some water and it tastes real good? You're real thirsty because you are dehydrated, but you didn't feel filled up enough because the water you're drinking ain't cellular. And that's the majority of us. I don't care if it's well water. Well water has a more better uh, alkalinity in, in it. The pH levels in water, the potential hydrogen in it, is much greater than this shit we drinking in the city. Uh, you know, these city, uh, you know, um, water that we that we've been given. So, um, but yeah, when water is not cellular or not you know on a cellular level, then it just passes through your system and it leaves your cells dehydrated. So, my whole thing is, it's got to be, it's got to be on a level where. You got to have hydration. 
And if you don't have hydration, then you just basically drinking just plain ass water that's going to pass through your body. Now, I want to go into some other things about that because some of you just getting this information, you drink a lot of water. You're working out, you're eating salads, you're eating fish. Some of you like birds. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that you really care about your health, right? Some of y'all out here dogging them hamburgers and eating them pizzas, drinking some beer and just don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? And that's all good, too. But the point I'm trying to make is this. When water is not cellular, it passes through your system, leaving your cells dehydrated. Your body stores the hydrogen, people. It stores the atom ray or the uh, hydrogen atom. In other words, it stores the atom. I keep saying it like that. I want you to know that these elements from the periodic table are also deities. These are the gods that were or the names that were attributed to the elements on your periodic chart. So when you hear me say the atom ray or uh, the atom ray hydrogen or you hear me say the uh, hydrogen atom or the uh, hydrogen um, atom, it's the same thing. And I'm going to be doing the other five gods the same way when we start talking about those elements. We're going to cut this short, uh, this session a little shorter. Um, it's been a dragged out se- uh, series. I've enjoyed it. I can talk for hours with you all on this subject, uh, but I do need to get to other subjects that relate some- somewhat similar to this. But we're not going to rush this. I want you guys to play all these back and tell me what you think. Really hear what I'm saying. Um, But anyway, getting back to it. Water is not water until hydrogen is burned by oxygen. Just know that water is not water until hydrogen is burned by oxygen. Electrons, which is the negative charge, they can be likened to what is more commonly known as chi. We talked about that. Prana uh, uh, or the sekhem even the Holy Spirit. But I don't want to use that because then people will think I'm delving, I'm delving into the Bible. Uh, but these things are one and the same. But I'll leave the Holy Spirit out of it as far as the names go. I'll say Prana and Chi. Um, this divine flow of energy known as electrons cannot pass through the system. And the reason why is because without being accompanied by the hydrogen atom, hydrogen empowers molecules when it attaches itself So, in other words, your liver stores more oxygen than any other major organ in your body. Now, a lot of you probably didn't know that. And it wasn't too long ago that I didn't even know that. But your liver stores more oxygen than any other major organ. Age. Now, what is the word age? We know what age means when you get older. When you go through a cycle and you mature physically, mentally, but more so you get older physically. Do you know that age is an acronym for an actual word? A-G-E in the word age. A stands for advanced. G stands for glycation. E stands for N. So it's advanced glycation N. Let me slow down. The aging process is based on the dehydration of cells. If the hydrogen atom or the hydrogen, uh, the hydrogen atom is the reflection of God, then it suffices to say, people, that if we maintain the integrity of hydrogen levels in our body, then we would be able to maintain our youth, if not reverse death. This is a fact. That is your elixir of life. That is your liquid gold. I just told y'all one of the secrets. Now, if I did it, if you doing it, and we keep doing it, we're going to keep looking young. And guess what that does in turn? That 
makes the melanin in those who are more melanin concentrated and more melanin makes them age less. Why do you think more people of color age a little different than people who are, say, more melanin recessive? They lack certain melanin and they don't drink cellular water. So what they do is these pharmaceutical companies don't tell you how they get their hands on this melatonin pill. They don't tell you that the people that they take it from are people of high concentrated melanin in their bodies when they die. And they take them off of the coroner's table. They go into the skull of the pituitary and the pineal gland. They excrete and they take a needle and they put it and they put the melanin in the damn needle. And then they go to a lab and they mix it up as an elixir. And they make a damn pill out of it. And when you're taking these pills or putting this cream on your damn face, consider where this comes from. This has already been proven that babies who have been uh, dead babies in abortion clinics, those babies, when they die, they extract from those babies their youth genes, their cells. And in that youth gene and in those cells, guess what happens? They put that shit in a fucking bottle and then market it and say and get then they get Cindy Crawford's ass on there and have y'all putting that facial cream and that doctor dude to be on TV. I can't think of his name and tell you, oh, we've discovered a way through avocado and all this different bullshit from plants. Some of it's true. A lot of it is mixed with certain plants. This is why you should be herb herbalist. This is why we should be uh, vegetarians. This is why Jesus was mostly a vegetarian. Only thing he ate was fish. All he drunk was water. Maybe he had a little wine here and there. But the point I'm trying to make is, and then if you t- if you if you top that with fasting, cellular water, have a vegetable diet, a dietary intake. Now the word diet, if you pay attention to it, the dietary, it comes from the word diet, diet, diet. Get it? God. So you have a godliness about you, but deny it thereof. This is in your Bible. Check out 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Check out Thessalonians. People have a godliness, but they deny it because of their wicked ways. So what I'm trying to say to you all is, if we live with this knowledge accordingly, we would only not only look extremely young, our bodies would be extremely strong. We would age extremely slow. We would be superior in so many different ways. We would be geniuses. Because then this temple that the Most High dwelleth in, he would be able to dwell in it. It would be a divine covenant. You are the covenant. This is chemistry, people. So hydrogen is the reason why age is based on the dehydration of cells. So therefore, the molecules of your DNA's double helix are held together by hydrogen. So let's get off of hydrogen. We've been talking about that now for quite a while. And I want to go into our next one, which is called helium on the periodic chart. The atomic number is number two, second to hydrogen. Now, the god that's attributed with helium from ancient Kemet is called noon. The second element on the periodic table of deities is noon, which is known as the primordial abyss or essence. Noon represent the early waters that Atum came out of. When Atum inspired his own conception, Noon represents the waters that we made mention of that DNA sits in. 
Helium is the chemical element, guys, whose atomic number is two, like I said, and it represents the symbol by H-E, helium. Helium is the second lightest element, and it's the second most abundant in the observable universe. People being present in the universe in masses more than 12 times. Now, the ancients used helium to speed up the tone of their voice so that they may chant their way into the other dimensions because helium extracts the oxygen from the lungs. So helium is also used in cryogenics. Y'all, y'all, I don't know if I'm going over anybody's head, but I want you to play this shit back. And maybe I need to say it slower, but DNA rest in water. We were at a time able to single out specific genes that we inherited from our you know, predecessors, and we freeze or make those dormant by controlling the flow of helium in our bodies. Did you know helium makes up somewhere between, I guess, what is it, 23 to 25% of all conventional matter? And it comes from the word helios, which in the name of your Bible is a sun deity in Greek. Yeah, so we obtain subtle forms of helium from the sun spectrum via sun exposure. Guys, I don't know, but I will tell you this. I think instead of us going deeper, I'm going to cut it off there today. I want us to think about that. But these are the different gods. And I want you to, I'm just going to name some gods. I'm going to name the third one on the periodic chart. The third one is Nunet. That's N-U-N-E-T. That's for the third atomic number for lithium. Then you have He. The fourth element. He was the god of O infinity in ancient Kemet. And that's for beryllium. Now, beryllium is the chemical element with the symbol BE in the atomic number. Obviously, it's four. But it's found naturally only combined with other elements and minerals. That's number four. Number five, you have Hehet. Now, Hehet was the god of O eternity. Guess what the number five on the atomic number of Hayhead is? Boron on your periodic chart. Boron is a trivalent, right? Meaning it has three metalloid elements. And boron, by the way, folks, is an essential plant nutrient. So if you have, however, say high soil concentrations of boron, it may be toxic to plants. But it's necessary for optimal health of most mammals. So we need it. That's number five. And number six is Kek. That's K-E-K. Kek. The supreme darkness. Talking about the void or the darkness. That was a god in ancient Kemet. And that happens to be the atomic number six. Which happens to be attributed to, you guessed it, the number, I mean, the, the element carbon which is very important amongst all others. Carbon, we both know, is good for any and everything. You know, on the periodic table, it's a non-metallic. It's a trivalent. It makes four electrons available. Uh, it's like the 15th most abundant element in the Earth's crust. Uh, shit, what else? Uh, it, it's got a lot to it, yo. I mean, carbon is in us. I told you, 99 elements on this periodic chart in your body. So guess what? You're a walking God and don't even know it. The secrets are within you and they're in the certain foods we eat to keep them going, to keep our bodies healed. 
So I want y'all to I want y'all to think about that today. Uh, let me know if you want to talk further and expound more on this information. We can go deeper. We can go more into detail on the gods. I want you all to enjoy your day. And it has been a pleasure. I'm going to be dropping some more podcasts, perhaps more today, later on. But this is what we do. Uh, and again, shout out to Fidel Cashflow VA and um, and anything else that you guys may have. Please also give a shout out. Want to give a shout out to uh, Killer Artists, a.k.a. Nova Kane Wayne. I uh, want to give a shout out to Rich Styles Collection. Big shout out to Tawana Canada. Want to give a big shout out to Nicole, Nia Maria Holloway, Stephanie Holloway. Uh, give a shout out again to Solar Levitation. www.solarlevitation.com. That's my homegirl, Sonya. Please support her. Check her out. She is bad, y'all. She's got so many different things on the spiritual uh, information, on uh, aromatherapy. She's got all types. I mean, all types of stuff in her shop online. You'll love it. You know, if you just need to sit back, unwind, meditate, whatever, whatever your mood is, she's got it for you. Check her out. All right. Please go on those websites. Uh, please check out Miss uh, Caroline and her uh, Rock Cut Ministries. Please go on there and check out her website that I gave earlier. There's so much information, guys. I will be uh, having some sponsorship, perhaps uh Notarizing or uh, you know, notifying, not notarizing, notifying more on the uh, sponsor part, and we will have contact information available. Uh, please keep supporting J Rated R uh, podcast on Anchor. More to come. Uh, please check me out on www.facebook.com/slash Larry Holloway Jr. Uh, you can also check out my YouTube channel, J Rated R. You can reach me and contact me on jratedr at gmail.com uh, and so much more coming. It's been a blessing. I'm going to go ahead and take care of some things real quick, guys. But I will be dropping another podcast probably later on tonight on something different. Let me know what you think. Share this with your friends and your family. Share the information about podcasts as well. Uh, it does wonders. Your voice is to be heard. Your voice is nothing to play with. The creator gave you a voice. Share it. Use it. Change lives. Make life really matter. All lives matter. I'm your boy signing out saying to you, peace and namaste and la catch. Oh, also want to give a shout out to Dana Veasley, Lady VS. Please check her out as well. Anyway, y'all. It's your boy signing off saying peace. Namaste.